Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Four and one. Welcome in to episode number 210 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful hump day Wednesday of bets. You know the vibes, you know the drill, nothing but positivity and good ones coming your direction here shortly. But before we get into a loaded episode of the TTL pod, please take a few moments too. Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew like the Wise Words podcast today at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But hey, if you're watching on one of our social media platforms, hit that like button, that follow button there so you never miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory, Make sure you hit that subscribe button there if you haven't already as we release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind to do so. You can find it in your heart while you are watching today's show. Hey, hit that other like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Maybe hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the TTL pod, and we can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps us make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but certainly not least, if you're looking for your one-stop shop for all things TTL and more, head on over down there to uh, this episode's description where you will locate the Talking Align link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingAlign.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number 210210 of the TTL pod, I am your humbled, honored, hyped and always handicapping host Colton Cap'n Colt Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and hang out with me and my partner, get some bets, get some insights, some analysis, uh, laughs, motivation, and of course, dive into more rabbit holes than all of us will even be able to count today. Now, Without further ado, enough formalities from your boy. I've said us, I've said we, I've said crew far too many times without acknowledging the presence of the man on this show here with me. He sits in the box to my left, and day by day, the vibes are starting to come back up the hill. 
He was up very high, and if I put him live on screen right now, he would be the most embarrassed he's been in a long time. He's lucky I'm not feeling facetious today. But my friends, he was up high on the mountain, slowly, quickly, and all of a sudden, he fell off the mountaintop so high. Now, he slowly comes back, and the vibes and the energy start to flow back through his side of the screen. So help me welcome him on in the man, the myth. The degenerate gambling legend and folks, let's switch gears for him. The TTL crew's resident Southsider himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am, uh, you know, just ignoring everything you said. I'm doing fantastic. I'm over here. Uh, resident Southsider and uh, Seer of Red, I think, is the new uh, ah, the new intro uh-huh. that we could do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm doing great, dude. It's a, uh, you know, there's about no no degrees outside going on right now. So, you no, know, it's a, mm-hmm. uh, doing about as solid as I can. I don't want to go outside today. I don't no. plan on it. No. Uh, you know, hey, it just uh, flipped from a, a two-point favorite to a one-point dog. How about that? So... While oh, I was talking, so yeah. Hey, hey, Who's how about that? Temp- Who's t- hey, temperature on the rise is what it's looking like over here, dude. Hey, 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 that's not too bad, not too shabby, not too terrible. But yeah, I uh, I stepped outside today. I said, what the hell is going on? One of them days in the Windy City where you got to leave the old faucet uh, half cracked so the old pipes don't freeze up. And you got a whole <laughs> hell of problems on your hands. I, my girlfriend was like telling me, she pops in the door. It's like, hey, I'm leaving. Usually it's nice. And I say, oh, see you, I love you. And she just... <laughs> straight see figure ya. see you later have, have fun have fun in the cold <laughs> day. My, my fault we chose podcasting <laughs> careers sorry apologies sketchy on the flip hey mm. it's a beautiful day to be alive rest mm. is up to me and the i choose to spread positivity my friend uh can't wait to dive into today's show um yesterday was kind of a bullshit day sorry if i just blew out your ears kind of was yesterday a bullshit a day for me um man oh man uh we'll just we'll get into it we'll recap it here in just a second but I hate Tuesdays for college basketball. I really do. I mean, not terrible for you, my man. You swept the board in college basketball. You went 2-0, carried the team, helped me get out of the uh, out of the red, into the black, if you will, and the two-for-Tuesday parlay. But, oh. man, oh, man, I hate Tuesdays so much with a burning passion. I don't know why. I do not see the board well on those days, but I'll tell you what I am seeing today's board. I'll talk about that in a second. But for now, let's recap us being a full transparency show. All of our best bets from yesterday's action. There you go. There you have it. Back at the Schoenbeck, uh, Schoenbeck, uh, Schoenmer. Oh, Schofield. Schofield, maybe. Yes. Don't know. Schofield. Either way. Hey, either way. Anyway. There you go. Uh, partner, two and one on <laughs> the day for you. Yeah, that would be as, the real test is, of the trivia is following it up the next day to make sure you know. But hundred percent, two and one on the day for you swept the board. Like I said, college basketball uh, got real sweaty for you on the Mississippi State one there at the end. But oh. uh, Kentucky decided to dribble it out instead of taking one more shot. That would have busted it for you, thank goodness. Yeah. And the Mavs were cooked the whole time. Who boy, that was a rough one. Uh, also, Clemson kept it real close with uh, old UK or um, with uh, Duke. That was a great game all the way around. Uh, any additional thoughts, opinions, anything uh, take away from those three games today? I mean, that Mavs one, that was a rough one, man. Uh, it was a pretty pretty quick, you could tell how that one was going. Outside of Luka Doncic, he had 25 points. Second mm. highest score was 11 points. Jalen oh. Brunson, oh. not uh, not quite the production you're looking for. And then you look over at the Warriors, and they've got uh, seven guys in double figures. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are mm-hmm. the Warriors back? I don't know. Maybe just stay out of the Warriors train until they get some continu- continuity. I guess that's my uh, takeaway from that one, honestly. 
I like that for sure. I'm still going to kind of uh, be tentative on the NBA because my one play that jumped out me was the Mavs. And I was like, oh, Mavs is on it. Let's go. And nothing else I really like. So I'm still kind of being just a little bit tentative. Maybe by the beginning of February I can start getting absolutely wild. <laughs> but, hey, as long as I keep killing college basketball, unlike last night, I uh, come off a 4-0 day on Monday. And I'm telling you, it's just Tuesdays. I, I can't cap on Tuesdays. I don't know what the fuck it is. So maybe just fade my plays on Tuesday. I, I maybe, maybe as I say that, finally next Tuesday will be when I all the stars <laughs> finally align. But Kansas State was never in it. Um, I mean, they were at certain points. And then they get on a little bit of a run. And then the refs would stiff them again. I mean, I, I'm not saying that the refs caused that entire game for them to blow the cover. But they definitely didn't help them whatsoever. So that right. was a rough one. K-State will bounce back. But uh, Baylor was in need of uh, that bounce back spot. I just I wasn't buying it pregame, and I still wasn't, especially with the line dropping down to 12 and a half oh, by tip off. So I jumped in it with you, dude. I, yeah. I can't hate you at all for it. Give me a break. And then New Mexico, um, if you bought in during the show or after the show, you might have caught it at five and a half at five if you did your line shop. And I found it at four and a half. I thought that was good enough. Uh, ended up finishing right at five. The Lobos were down by five if you didn't watch it with about 44 ticks left on the clock. They uh, went the length of the floor, shot a three, missed it, got the rebound, kicked it out, <laughs> shot a three, missed it, got the rebound again. The tallest gentleman on the floor, pretty much all he has to do is just put his hands up, something I've never been able to do in my life, and the ball already is touching the rim. So all he pretty much just has to do is a little, little, and he just dropped the ball right on in top enough. of there. No, no problem whatsoever. Well, he makes the most uncoordinated side jump to the left and spin and twist and turn, throws the ball off of 10 parts of the rim, gets the rebound again. So this is three rebounds now for the Lobos. And without turning, looking, seeing if anybody is on the perimeter, he looks up and sees the shot clock. Holy shit. Or the game clock. Six seconds left. I better kick this out for a three ball. Turns, chucks it without looking. Nobody standing there. Backcourt violation. Game over. Absolutely disgusting beat. Terrible. Gross. Oh my gosh, they steamed all the way back. Speaking of steaming all the way back, let's get off of that train. The Richmond Spiders, Spiders. minus one. First leg of the two for Tuesday parlay. That saved me yesterday too, boy. That got me all the way back in the green. Richmond down by 15, erased it, and then ended up winning by nine, seven or nine. I can't remember exactly where it finished, but boy, oh boy, that was ridiculous. And then Texas minus two and a half. They cooked the Horned Frogs all day long. I take hey. that every single day of the week and twice again on do we, Sunday. Do we take credit so. for that, bringing the horns, bringing the orange into TCU Stadium here? Uh, I mean, is that on us or... Yeah. I didn't see anybody else beating yeah. the horns drum. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's a TTL crew, Texas TTL crew. Who knows? A lot of T's going on there. Maybe you hit us up. I don't know. Hook them. Uh, Moneyline dice continue to stay cold <laughs> as shit, my friend. Uh, now, one in nine straight up. Last 10 bets they have made. Uh, 0 3 to start this week. So it is officially. Fade territory for the money line dice. Uh, do not, uh, do not. That's about eighteen percent. That's uh, you got that's a 50-50 shot rolling some dice here, and they are going worse. That's 10%. than ten percent. No, that's ten percent. Oh, that is ten percent. Yeah, it's ten out of or one out of ten. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah, I'm sorry, I did the math wrong. I was doing one <laughs> out of nine. One out of ten. So holy shit. Uh, that's e that's even worse. So that's not uh, not something I'd be trying to back. So, of course, daily roll will be up on tap for them. Hey, they uh, do. Either how do you do, baby? Yeah, Either you're, you're how do you do? You're how do you do, and uh, we'll see what happens for the money line dice. So they got a uh, 
SEC game they're targeting mm-hmm. today. Vanderbilt Commodores and the South Carolina Gamecocks. We'll uh, let them have their daily role once we get around to that segment of the day. Uh, we'll f- on the first half of the show, we'll get into our Mag's best bets of the day. He's only got two coming at you, uh, one NBA and one college basketball. I got four college basketball plays coming at you, uh, three mid-majors and one um, Power 5 conference uh, that I really, really like as well. So I'm seeing a day similar to Monday. Nice 4-0 clean sweep. I'm loving the board here today. Uh, speaking of clean sweep, I think we sweep the Wednesday Warrior and Wednesday Parlay pop-off as well. You know the drill. Wednesday, double special play. Uh, Warrior is a college basketball team laying some heavy chalk, but you know if I'm involved in that, you better get serious about getting involved too. So we'll uh, dish out that. We'll break down the parlay pop-off, recap everything, get in the money line dice roll. Second half of the show, mag sidebar, crew banter, nonsense, news in sports and gambling, maybe some daily leans, TTL announcements, my motivation minutes, and then we go on and get. How's that sound? Sounds good to me, dude. Uh, you know, I might I might find some nonsense halfway through the show. Who okay. Knows? Hey, who knows? I know that the rabbit holes are wide open, and sometimes we stand up on the diving board and get on deep in, and sometimes hey. we don't ever find our way back out. We just find a way yeah. to get back into the other rabbit hole that was the one before that rabbit hole and can join the two into one big old massive rabbit hole. Right. You know, we might just have some good sports conversations. We Correct. might have some, you know, funny business. Who knows? Yeah, who same? knows? But uh, chances are I would uh, only put the uh, odds on funny business about plus 120. And if I'm a betting man, I really like those odds here today. I'd say you could probably cash a plus money, Paulie. But one thing I do know is that you should lift your mugs up high. And for the daily cheers, to me, to you. Not quite the same. I know, not on the bill. And all you beautiful people <laughs> sipping the black elixir with the guys on this gorgeous Wednesday of bets. Take your sip. I'll be right back. That was a good thump. Oh, good thump. yeah. Mm. I'm going to have to pick that up in a second. Holy cow. I'll be right back. To, you, you stay put. I'll be right back. All right. First segment of the day, my friends. It's time for mags best bets of the day. My friend already told you two plays, one college basketball, one NBA. Turn your volume up loud, lock in, get ready to get nothing but knowledge and insights from the man, the myth, the legend himself, and good sir. Let it rip, let him have it, and as per usual, you have the floor. All right, my man. I'm going to kick things off in the Big 12. That's where my, I'm going for my college basketball matchup today. I'm going to Oklahoma and West Virginia. This one is in Morgantown, West Virginia. I'm going to the road team Sooners, though, plus the two points. Uh, caught him at plus two. Do believe it is sitting right there uh, across the market. I believe, partner, that we're going to see some offensive positive regression from the Sooners today. Uh, been a little, I don't want to say hit or miss on the road. Uh, I, I, a lot better than a lot of teams in the Big 12 on the road. There are a lot of teams that don't travel well in the big uh, on the road in the Big 12. Uh, within the last week or so, they've had some scuffles. But that's where I'm talking about some of this positive regression coming in. They are 11th in the nation in an effective field goal percentage uh, on offense at 56% partner. And only really a 1% difference homer away. So again, not much drop off there from homer away. But it's those last three. Last three, I have the number, but it extends through the last four games, down to 46% over the last three games. So they are not shooting it well. And that's home or away. That's both spots here. And that's the last four games. I expect the positive regression to come because they are a solid offensive team. Not uh, exactly high flying or anything along those lines, but they can get the job done when they're cooking along. And I think they get back to it tonight. Uh, Again, uh, Oklahoma's defense 
about as solid as West Virginia's defense. They have been led by their defense, Oklahoma, and I think we see that here tonight. Despite how good West Virginia's defense has been at home, I think we see a yeah, solid offense, offensive performance But I also see uh, from Oklahoma, but I see some struggling from their side of things on offense, even here at home. They are 266 in effective field goal percentage, and I think they're going to continue to struggle. They've been kind of spinning the wheels the last few games. They've lost and failed to cover all three of their last three. That's two on the road, one at home. And I think they, I think their peak of the season came early January into December. I think we're going to start to see them kind of trend downwards here a little bit. Uh, and the short spot here, the way they had been playing for a while at home, kind of lit my eyes up because I know that they aren't playing that well anymore. And I do expect Oklahoma to get back to it. But as for a few trends to close it out here, Oklahoma 15-5, and last 20 as an underdog. Have not had a ton of spots like that, but when they are, they take care of business. 7-3, and last 10, following an ATS loss. Uh, and West Virginia 2-5, and last uh, excuse me, 2-5, and last 7, following a straight-up loss. One and five last six following team, uh, following or against a team. Goodness gracious, I uh, couldn't type this morning. Apparently, one and five last six against a team with a win percentage above six hundred, and that's what we've got here in Oklahoma. Uh, and between these two, Oklahoma, Oklahoma has won each of the last four games. That's two in Oklahoma. That's two West Virginia. Three as a dog for Oklahoma, and one as a favorite. So these lines have been pretty close historically between these two teams. Oklahoma's came in to West Virginia, a tough place to play and taking care of business the last couple of years. And I think they do it for a third straight time. I think they get a jo the job done outright, partner. But if you're willing to give me a couple points uh, with a t against a team that can kind of you know keep the game scrappy and a little bit ugly, I'm gonna take all two of those points, even even though it sounds uh, minor, nothing. Uh, Nothing crazy that you need to, you know, run to the window for. I kind of disagree, and I think those two points are going to be valuable here tonight. So give me the Sooners plus the two on the road, dude. I am staying out of the Big 12 for the time being. I yeah. I like where your head's at. It's funny, though. We were pretty much saying the exact opposite things of what your analysis is today about West Virginia and Oklahoma last week. It's kind of funny how some of these Power 5 conferences teams kind of change from week to week yeah. in their direction and what they're doing. And that's why, kind of in general, I'm staying away from the Big 12. Only a few teams that I think are firm stuck on, uh, on a trend right now, and uh, that's Texas Tech and that's Kansas right now at a Big 12. Out about everybody else. I'm a little tentative on. I like where your head's at. I think yeah. this is the most valuable side, especially with the Sooners being 15-5 and five against the number of their last 20 as a dog. I love that. I think you guys should too. I'm staying out, but just because of personal preference in the Big 12, that's it. I think you guys should get involved. Take the Sooners plus two and back my partner's first best bet of the day. Good, sir. Please keep this proverbial podcast train steaming or chooching right down the tracks, my friend, with your second best bet of the day. All right, number two, coming out of the NBA. Laying some chalk on this the one, partner. I'm going, yes, the association. Mm -hmm. I am going to the Miami Heat at home, minus the six against the New York Knicks. Uh, plain and simple, this Heat team is cruising right along right now. They've got their guys back tonight. They are coming in healthy to this one. Uh, and they are playing really solid right now. Fantastic at home. 16-5 and five straight up, 13-8 and eight to the number. And this Knicks team is honestly just stumbling along right now, partner. 93 points scored uh, or less in three of their last five games. Uh, the couple points where they scored over that was against the Clippers and the Wolves, teams that aren't playing very good defense right now. Clippers, uh, of those last five games, that Clippers game is the only one that they got to win against, and this Clippers team right now is very depleted. Um, 
but with that offensive struggle coming up against this Heat team, this Heat team absolutely dominates struggling offenses. It is going to mm. be, I don't expect them to crack 95 points scored here tonight, the Knicks. I think they're going to have another ugly, uh, might even be to the point where we start talking about what the hell is going on with the New York Knicks. I know in the grand scheme of things, we kind of already have been, but they're 23 and 25, so not exactly anywhere near dumpster fire type talk, but... You know, one in four of their last five, you lose another one here tonight in ugly fashion. I think we're going to start hearing some rumblings of maybe things need to start being shaken up, whether it's coaching staff or players. Uh, not the storyline of what I just said is not why I took this pick. I think the Heat are really, really good at home, and they're going to crush this uh, struggling offense here. Few trends, New York Knicks, 8-19 and 19 ATS, last 27 on one day rest. Uh, so they are the, they do have one day of rest. The Heat actually have two days rest, and the Heat are four and one last five on two days rest so rest advantage and the heat are proven with that because some teams can come in a little rusty but this heat team has not been one of those teams four and one last five uh the knicks two and five last seven as a road dog one and four last five versus a team with a win percentage above 600 they've been hanging in with the uh, the lower level competition teams uh, but these top 10 teams in the league they've really gotten their ass kicked against uh here we go partner five and oh are the heat ats last five on wednesday yes so that is a nice one here uh, i know it's a little goofy but hey last five on wednesday who knows five and one last six as a favorite uh so in that favorite spot like i mentioned uh against the team with losing records five and one last six versus team with a losing record so they take care of business against the team they're supposed to <clears throat> four and one last five as a home favorite i already mentioned the four and one last five on two days rest and to close it all out between these two teams, the Heat are 6-2, and two, ATS their last eight games. You're giving me a healthy Heat team against a struggling offensive Knicks team. I'm going to take it uh, about nine times out of ten. Uh, the money splits, it is looking like a little bit of some monetary liability on the Heat, but I checked around in a couple different spots. I saw another one that was really only 65-70% on the Heat, so nothing over the moon. If this one drops below six, I'd be a little tentative. Honestly, that might be uh, an ugly spot. But nonetheless, I do not think that's going to happen. I think the Heat, I think they kicked this one up a little bit. Six and a half, seven. I wouldn't go past seven, but I like the Heat a lot at home tonight, my man. Give me the Heat right where it is right now at minus six. I like where your head's at. Uh, we might have a play on this one as well a little later on in the show. A special play of the day. Uh, haven't locked this one in yet, but I did lock it in in some form or fashion. So stick around. You'll find out. Uh, I think you guys should lock it in, though. Uh, I do think this is kind of a little bit of a setup for the uh, the New York Knicks and that that old bing bong shit going on yeah. right now and everybody yeah. just fucking all over the moon with the New They've York Knicks. I'm just, yeah, I'm just not buying it today. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. The line is going to go up before it's going to go down. Last thing for me, I, I guess, is kind of what I, I forgot to mention. I think the public is going to start, as the day moves along, be flocked to uh, you know anything over five in the Knicks uh, underdog spot there. So I, I'm not too worried about those splits because I think the public money is going to start coming here over the next few hours. 100%. Bing bong. It's always fun Bing to bong. say, though. Hey, you see these dogs in your front yard? <laughs> Just know upstairs I'm going on. Bing bong. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. My friend, there you go. There you have it. Our mags. Best bets of the day, sir. Before I keep this proverbial podcast Sunday scooping on in the ingredients, uh, anything else you need to lay down? No, sir. That's all I got. All right. Well, folks, we have reached the maximum cruising altitude of 35,000 feet, and we are about to level off, get a little crazy now. It's time for the in-flight show. My best bets of the day. You know, I'm the I'm the circus clown. I, I bring I bring the party to this here pod. So Max keeps things a little levelated. He keeps me levelated, but I don't have any thought of that in my brain. So 
my friends, it's time to kick things <laughs> off. See, that's how the brain's working. It's been a wild 24 hours, my friends, and I am ready to cash some damn tickets. So let's kick things off. No hesitation, no delay. First, best bet of the day. We're calling this one the A-10 attacker. And you might find the A-10 annihilator later on my fourth best bet of the day. But right now, the A-10 attacker going to the UMass Minutemen against the LaSalle Explorers. And I'm taking the LaSalle Explorers on the money line. I want to make sure I tell you guys the right line. Um, it has completely flipped. Uh, UMass did open up as the point and a half favorite. Now they are the point dogs. Last I saw, oh boy, two and a half <laughs> point dogs. Ooh. I was taking them on the money line just in case of any nonsense flipping around, but Sheesh. it looks like I've got a hold of the right side. So be tentative on laying that two and a half. If you can find it at two, maybe cool, whatever. Whatever you're getting better odds on. But if you're okay eating a little extra chalk, which I am, on the money line, go ahead and buy in on that. I got it at minus 110, so obviously I'm going to get a little bit better than what you guys might get it at now. So be cautious, but I would say, hey, buy in on the money line. Uh, give yourself a little bit of uh, sweat-free evening there. Now, why do I say that? Because UMass has yet to win on the road this season, my friends, and it's a conference game. 0-5 straight up, 2-3 and against the number on the road so far. Somebody was asleep behind the counter, and I don't know who, and they set this line wrong clearly, and now they're getting caught with their pants down. Uh, the Minutemen won. 1-5 straight up in A-10 play, but so is LaSalle. 1-5 straight up in A-10 play as well. This is the bottom-of-the-barrel A-10 game. Nobody's looking at this game. There's no reason for that line movement to happen. I absolutely love it. LaSalle, being at home is even better than you think. Even though they're 5-5 five and five, uh, straight up, 500 record, 4-6 and six against the number, I still am not buying into UMass. It is let, yet to win on the road. And LaSalle, 73rd in the nation. Little old Bethlehem, Pennsylvania in home court advantage per Ken Palm. How about that for a one hell of a rating you didn't know about? You think that I'm a little bit crazy on that front of things. You don't believe the line movement. How about a couple of key stats? The home and away scoring splits are absolutely ridiculous. LaSalle's uh, scoring 70.9 points per game on their home hardwood compared to 64 on the road. Uh, UMass 72.7. I know it's more, but they're scoring 81.3 on their home hardwood. So a huge split when they go on the road. They're also allowing 83.7 points per game uh, on the road, as well as LaSalle only allowing 70 points per game on their home hardwood. I absolutely love those splits. Turnovers are going to be pretty even, my friends, but as the 242nd ranked Ken Palm team. I think LaSalle absolutely dominates the Minutemen on the boards here today. 71st in offensive rebounding percent and 87th in defensive rebounding percent for the Explorers. That's right. I didn't stutter, partner. 200th for the uh, UMass Minutemen in offensive rebounding percent, 273rd in defensive rebounding percent, and they're the 178th ranked per Ken Palm team. Now, you don't believe me on all that. I don't know what else to tell you. Oh, that's right. Yes, I do. I got the trends. UMass, 2-9 ATS, last 11 road games. 0-7 straight up their last seven games on the road. 1-4 straight up their last five games overall. LaSalle is 4-2 against the number their last six games played on Wednesday. 6-3 against the number their last nine games played in the month of January. A couple of bad beats for the old Explorers here in their last two games. Time to get back on the home hardwood and bounce back big for us. Looks like the book's now think so too big mistake opening up where they did first best bet of the day LaSalle Explorers money line I like it my man I don't understand so there I know a lot of people have some weird infatuation with UMass and I don't understand it at all they were sick last year they were really sick last year okay. you know me my mid-major action yeah. they were oh, yeah. they cashed tickets for me left right and center last year this year not same team 
Not the same right. team at all. Right. It's weird. Right. It's really weird. But there you go. There you have it. The A-10 attacker. So we're starting off. We're attacking the books. Right off the bat, A-10. Here we are. So then after we cash that ticket, we're going to the Patriot League. And we're punishing the books with the Patriot League punisher. That's right. We're stiffing it to him again. And I saw, hey, shout out my gal. New follow here, actually. Um, but she is from the Windy City Mag, so uh, okay. shout out. Um, my gal Parlays for Days, at Parlays for Days 1 on uh, Twitter. Um, great fucking insights, great fucking plays. We line up a lot of the time. She's like, dare I say, almost mid-major queen material. Oh. I mean, she's, 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 she's got some stuff out there. Now, I'm not, not, I'm not throw, throwing anything out there on that front of things. What I'm saying is she's I a see. very, very smart Handicapper. Wanted to give her a shout-out. Um, she's been liking my stuff, been liking her stuff, so uh, I've been following her plays. And we're lining up on this play today, actually, is why I wanted to shout her out. Going shout to the matchup out. between the Army Black Knights and the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. If you saw me tweet it out, I said, Mountain Hawks looking pretty juicy as a home puppy. She says, could not agree more. So the Patriot League Punisher, we're taking the Lehigh Hawks plus one. She's taking them on the money line. I uh, I have faith that they do win this one outright. I'm just taking the plus one in case any uh, funny business happens. Army has simply not been those guys on the road, period. Point blank, period. We've backed them on the road, and they've burned us. I'm not letting it happen here again. And Lehigh hasn't been great, but they've been solid enough to handle business here today on their home hardwood. Um, Army is coming off of back-to-back wins against Navy and American. Uh, we talked about American two days ago, how uh, just absolutely stellar of a program that is, uh, as well as Navy just being a terrific place to uh, go play at. Oh, my gosh, 358th in the nation, the easiest place to play. Um, not buying any of those low-quality wins, and I think them being 3-7 and seven straight up on the road looms pretty damn large here today they're six and two straight up in the patriot league and stick a pin in that because there's a spot here that i absolutely love that we'll come back to here in a minute those seven losses on the roads my friends before we move on to lehigh against liu south carolina colgate and lafayette or uh out of the uh, four out of oh i'm sorry i'm saying this wrong i apologize four out of their last six road games i apologize those have come against uh four losses have come against those teams they've lost four out of their last six road games is what i'm trying to tell you army has not been good even against low quality opponents now lehigh four and five straight up on their home hardwood two and six ats at home but they were overvalued early on in the season they're a damn good team they were just failing to cover sevens and eights and now they're being undervalued because of that and i absolutely love it take the pin out Five and three straight up in the Patriot League. They win today. They move to six and three. Army moves to six and three. And we got a brand new race in the Patriot Leagues, my friends. I absolutely love it. But you don't believe me? You know I got some uh, home and away splits, uh, as always. Lehigh scoring 68.6 points per game and allowing 74 points per game on their home hardwood. Compare that to Army only scoring 65.9 points per game and allowing 76.9 points per game on the road. Depth and height also blew my mind. This is going to be huge. You're going to see this loom real large today. Lehigh, 26th in depth, 76th in height. Army, 198th in depth per Ken Palm and 351st in height. I think Lehigh absolutely died. They're going to look like the Jolly Green Giants out there against the Munchkins for crying out loud. Last but not least, when we need them to, Lehigh's going to steal the deal. 71.3% from the charity stripe, 60.9% for Army. I love that split, but you don't believe me on all of that. And my gal, shout out at Parlays for Days. Lehigh, 
four and one ATS last five overall. Lehigh five and one ATS last six Wednesday games. Eight and two ATS last ten as a dog. Six and two ATS last eight versus a team with a winning straight up record. And the Mountain Hawks are four and one straight up the last five meetings with these Black Knights at home. And if anybody asks you, you find yourself in a trivia contest anytime soon. Where is Lehigh University located? Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's right, 4-1 straight up on Bethlehem's hardwood. Give me all the Lehigh Hawks. Second, best bet of the day. I like it, my man. This uh, That Army team, again, a team that every once in a while you can find some value, but when they're not the right side, I, they might lose by 20 in this one, dude. 100%. Oh, dude, I totally forgot, did mention, Army won the game. They, these two teams have already played this year. Oh, Army, oh Ar- yes. Army yes, won 77-55 yes, yes. to 55 on the home hardwood, and now this is a pick em at Lehigh? Right. I digress. On right, to right, my right. third best bet of the day, my friends. And once we attack the books, and then we punish the books, and they're quaking in their boots, they're thinking, okay, we can get him back on this one. And they begin to laugh. They begin to chuckle at what I have coming next. And then it makes it to the pay window. We silence the crowd. This is the SEC silencer, my friends. The SEC bookie silencer. They're going to shut their faces off when this play goes right to the pay window. We're taking the Ole Miss Rebels plus three and a half. Uh, Line movement is really what uh, drew me to this play right away. We just cashed Ole Miss plus four and a half. They won outright. They had a really, really rough start to the season. And, man, they're actually coming back around and starting to cover some spreads and win some games outright. This line opened up four, four and a half across the market in favor of Arkansas. And now it's down to three and a half, four solidly in most spots. I think it stays there. And that's all despite Arkansas getting 89% of bets and 94% of consensus money wagered on this spread. The Razorbacks have a 54.6% chance to win this game outright versus Ole Miss. Now, Lehigh has that exact same chance and they're a plus one dog so the odds are not reflecting reality and what's actually going on Arkansas is just a three and a half point road favorite because they're Arkansas and everybody knows Arkansas woo pig suey versus Ole Miss right now and Jarkel Joyner oh my gosh hey hey must bus I love must bus but right now they're scuffling on the road one and two yeah. straight up and against the number away from home. They are overvalued left, right, and center. They're four and three straight up in SEC play, but that's with the 13th ranked conference strength of schedule. Weak. And then you look at Ole Miss, nine and three straight up, six and six against the number on their home hardwood. They were just early uh, overvalued early on in the season. So I don't see that happening again uh, for the foreseeable future with how bad they were playing. And now they're turning things around, nine and three straight up. That good record is because of how well they've been playing recently. They might be 2-5 and five straight up in SEC play, but that's against the fifth-ranked conference strength of schedule. I think we see positive regression continue to come from the Rebs, and they play season beaters to just about anybody they possibly can in the SEC because they got no shot at this point in the game. But you don't believe me on that nonsense. Again, the home-away stat splits are ridiculous. Ole Miss uh, averaging 73.1 points per game on their home hardwood, only 59.3 on the road. So absolutely Mm. huge split, 65 points per game allowed at home for the Rebs. Arkansas, 72.3 points per game. You might say, damn, that's almost identical. Well, it's one point less than Ole Miss. And Arkansas averages 83.2 points per game on their home hardwood, 10 points less on the road, not to mention allowing 76.1 points per game on the road. I think Ole Miss being 
at home is huge for them, and not to mention 76th in home court advantage per Ken Palm. Depth and height, too, again, going to be huge, my friends. Ole Miss, 111th in depth uh, bench rating per Ken Palm, 90th in height. Going up against Arkansas, Musbus's bench, 269th per Ken Palm and 209th in height. I think Ole Miss dominates them in every facet of the game. I think they're getting undervalued yet again here today, and I am back in it. We don't have to uh, pull up the bucket yet. We're going to be pulling up the bucket full of money. The well ain't dry yet, I promise you, my friends. But you don't believe me on all that? Believe the trends. Arkansas. 2-6 2-6 ATS, last eight versus a team with a winning straight-up record. Ole Miss, 14-4 against the number of their last eight miércoles games. That is Wednesday for you non-Espanol speakers out there. Ole Miss, 7-1-1 ATS, their last nine as a home dog, much like my partner's Oklahoma Sooners. When you get them in this dog spot, they are a must-take. And Ole Miss, 12-6 against the number of their last 18 meetings overall with these Arkansas Razorbacks. Give me the Ole Miss Rebs, plus three and a half, third best bet of the day, the SEC silencer i like it dude i i like what you said about uh season ruiner because that is what it appears is going to be the case again tonight my man uh which hurts me to say because i and i think that uh, arkansas i just i just love must bust so much mm. dude i i yeah. just can't bring myself to i know half the time consider it i mean i have a couple times but it's just uh yeah no i think you're on the right side almost love at it. home is uh, is not to trifle with. They're uh, no, no. they're no slouch, no, no slouch no. at all. And I think uh, you see that six and six against the number. Oh, they fucking took. Well, they're nine yeah. and three straight up. It's just because they were overvalued as favorites. Right. Uh, they're they're going to be fine here right. again. Okay, so my friends, we have attacked the books. Then we have punished the books. Then once all them sons of bitches behind the counter were back there laughing, we silenced the whole fucking crowd. Three tickets straight to the pay window. Your boy's not done, because. He's got number four, and after all three of those make it to the pay window, we're annihilating the books. They might have to close up shop by the time we're done with them tonight. I'm talking about the A-10 Annihilator, my friends. We're going to the matchup between the St. Bonaventure Bonnies and the George Mason Patriots. Taking the Patriots plus two and a half. I think they win this outright, but I will take every point the books are willing to give me. Uh, you might see me sprinkle a little bit on uh, the money line by the time uh, this game rolls around, but I love the two and a half. This is my best bet of the day on my entire card. So you want to play one, you only want to play one. This is the one I highly suggest. Uh, George Mason, 59.4% chance to win this game outright as the two and a half point dog per ESPN. And Odd Shark has it rated George Mason winning 72 to 64 once again as the two and a half point dog this line is bass awkward bonnie's has uh the bonnie's have struggled 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 and not to mention i know this is an a10 matchup but it's still a mid-major conference it's still not one of the marquee marquee matchups on the game so you explain to me why this one opened up at three and a half in most spots and it's down to two and a half across the market not making any sense whatsoever, and George Mason is the sharp side. I know, hey, shout-out Sportsbook Consigliere. Uh, we always talk about the rhombuses and the parallelograms, and nobody knows shit, but hey, it looks like George Mason is the sharp side today. 43% of bets, 92% actual money wagered on this spread. I love it. They're 7-1 straight up, 6-2 and two against the number at home. I think that's why you're seeing the Sharps play this 2-1 and one straight up in A-10 play for these Patriots, too. 2-1 two and one straight up, 1-2 and two against the number on the road for the Bonnies. They're 3-1 
one straight up in 810 plays. So just maybe a little scuffle here coming the Bonnie's way, I do believe. Once again, home and away splits, it just worked out so well for me. Uh, the scoring splits today, home and away, just absolutely wild on these uh, numbers. George Mason. 70.8 points per game on their home hardwood, 57.5 points per game allowed at home as well. 64 points per game on the road for the Bonnies with 67.5 points per game allowed. I absolutely love those splits. I think that... Um, at the end of the day, this one, defense isn't really going to matter. Uh, I, I mean, the Bonnie's defense has kind of been so-so throughout the year. George Mason, eh, not the greatest rated on Ken Palm. I mean, it, it's going to be pretty doggone similar there. And I think that uh, George Mason being the better offensive team and being offensive at home is really going to allow them to win this game. They are 85th in actual field goal percentage and 100th in three-point field goal percentage actual as well. You go into Ken Palm where he rates those a little bit more. Uh, a couple extra stats in there with them. 21st in two-point percentage per Ken Palm. 87th in three-point percentage per Ken Palm. Just a quick, simple comparison. 270 or 158th in two-point percentage uh, per Ken Palm for the Bonnies. 260th in three-point percentage for the Bonnies as well. So you see the edge there. George Mason is actually the better team in a lot of situations here, even though the Bonnies are that brand name. Uh, this is the Pats' third straight home game, and I think they continue to roll here. They're coming off of two straight wins, and I think they make it a third. But you don't believe me. Believe the best trends of the day. St. Bonnie's 2-8 and eight against the number. Last 10 overall. 1-4 ATS last five road games. 2-6 ATS last eight as a favorite. 1-5 ATS last six following a straight-up win. And 0-5 ATS last five following an ATS win. George Mason, 5-2 against the number last 7 overall. 8-2 against the number last 10 home games. 8-2 against the number last 10 Wednesday games. 4-0 against the number last 4 as a dog. 10-4 against the number last 14 following an ATS loss. 7-2 straight up their last 9 meetings against an A-10 opponent. And the home team in the last 6 meetings between these two is 5-1 against the numbers. The Bonnies have own this meetings over the own these meetings over the course of the last decade. I can't even say there is no reason for this line to be moving like this. This is an entirely new George Mason team. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it this morning. My fourth and final best bet of the day. Give me the George Mason Patriots plus two and a half. I like it a lot, my man. I really do. This Bonnie's team has just been all weird. Weird. Honestly, I, this is gonna sound weird because mm. they're eleven and four straight up. Dumpster fire against the spread. Is what I was kind of saying. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. against the spread there. It's just how they've yeah. been against the spread in these certain spots where you think, oh, Bonnie's are back. They're because they were at what? A twenty top twenty five team coming into the season, right? Yeah. I believe right around so. in there. Yeah. yeah I'm and pretty they sure just they have were. not been that good. Yeah, if not, they were like right around like 26, 27. I mean, they were right outside of it. If not, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure they were, because like last year they were a wagon. And yeah. much like UMass, A ten, hint, hint, hint. Not the same damn team. Because the A ten man. It's that mid-major conference, but it's just big enough to where the public mm -hmm. still gets involved, and I love it because it allows these lines to do what they do. So there you go, my four best bets of the day. Okay, my friend, let's keep this uh, proverbial podcast airplane soaring through the skies All with right. the third segment of the day. Excuse me. One more time. Oh, <laughs> coffee. The... Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off. Okay, first things first, the Wednesday Warrior, my friends. We are going to the SEC matchup between the Gators and 
the Volunteers. Florida v. 10. And we're laying the chalk with the Volunteers. Minus 9.5. This bad boy opened up 8.5 across the market, and it's since been steamed up to 9.5. It is not a public side. It's not like, oh my gosh, the Tennessee Volunteers. That is such a... It is a sharp side. That's number one. Number two, it seems like all the entire public is looking at the floaters. Oh, this nine and a half, pretty damn similar to, oh, partner, you cashed a plus nine and a half yesterday against a very high-ranked blue blood team. Oh, this has got to be similar. Oh my gosh, one of the opening games, it has to be the exact same thing going on. And uh, we say au contraire, my friends. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, why are they a Wednesday Warrior? Well, because they are a warrior in every position they're in today. 10-0 and straight up at home. 7-3 and against the number on their home hardwood. They are 6-1 and ATS last 7 as a favorite. 5-1 and ATS last 6 as a home favorite. 5-1 and ATS last 6 home games overall. 3-1-1 and their last 5 Wednesday games against the number, 7-3 against the number, last 10 overall. And then the opposite can be said for the Gators. 1-4 against the number, last 5 games as a road pooch. 1-6 ATS, last 7 road games overall. 1-5 ATS, last 6 road games. There's a team with a winning home record. And 3-8 and against the number, their last 11, following a straight-up loss. Partner, I apologize if I took any of your thunder there, but goodness gracious, when I'm wanting some doggone chalk, and I'm laying some doggone chalk, <laughs> You better get into it because I don't do it. What else you got on the Tennessee Volunteers? Minus Just munching on that dry-ass chalk, dude. I love 100%. it. Um, I, one thing I said to you right before we finalized this pick, last two, or excuse me, last year, both matchups last year, both in March, mm. uh, Tennessee has six-point favorite and three-and-a-half-point favorite. Took, both, took care of both of them uh, by double digits. So I okay. think they're smart enough to this number. I think Tennessee's defense is going to feast on Florida's offense here on the road, get a lot of transition action. I love think it. this is going to be an ugly one, dude. In our favor. Uh, yes, I think it's going to get real ugly real fast. Especially, I'm pretty sure, let me double check before I talk out the side of my face. Uh, let me see, let me see, make sure. I'm pretty sure still no Colin Castleton. Last I, yeah, hmm. still no Colin Castleton. Yep. Out even definitely. Even if he was? Even if he was, potentially, but at the same time, at the same time without him, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely yeah. terrific. Because, like, right. I'd been talking about it for the last week. I said, man, regression, regression, regression. That's, that's 15 and a half points out of the lineup. That is their leading scorer, and nobody else is even breaking 10. Like, they are going to come back to earth, and we're going to see that today. So, Wednesday Warrior, Tennessee Volunteers minus nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I didn't realize it kicked off the damn card at 5 p.m. Central. Correct. Yes, sir. It certainly does. I didn't realize. Uh, also, with the standalone, my favorite type of deal, Winthrop against South Carolina Upstate. Winthrop scuffling a little bit here recently. South Carolina Upstate, bottom of the barrel in the Big South, but has been fucking teams up as of late. Hmm. Just like playing upset kids left, right, and central. So, oh. maybe have to get involved with the old Spartans. I don't know. We'll see. Who's to say? Who's to say? But there you go. There you have it. Tennessee minus nine and a half. Okay. Second special play. What do you got? What do you got? Nah, just looking at another line right in front of my eyes that we kind of made that face about Creighton down to two and a half point oh, favorites against Butler. Man. Oh, like, good. After opening up at four and a half, so if you didn't know, friends. Is oh the my. energy just about to be pumped right back into that stadium or something, dude? Because good <sighs> Maybe. grief. Maybe. I guess so. I don't know. Um, but hey, we got another special play to dish yeah, out right, right below right, me. Right. The parlay pop off. You already know about the Tennessee Volunteers, minus nine and a half, leg number one. Leg number two, we're taking the Miami Heat for my partner's leg, the Miami Heat, minus six. And then for my leg, the third leg, we're taking the George Mason Patriots, plus two and a half. 
All three of those legs parlayed up, paying out at over 6-1. to one. Last time I checked, a little over 6.30, plus 6.30 odds. Let's get that bad boy to the pay window. But before we can, we actually uh, got to recap it. Anything else you got to lay down as I get the old uh, recap pulled up here, partner? Uh, no, sir. I was going to say that you got uh, a comment to block out of there, out of that comment section, but it looks like you got it taken care of. Oh, yeah. Already good to go, my brother. Nice. Already good to go. So we are set there. Oh, well, uh, we don't want that happening with the screen. So pardon me. Just a moment here, folks. Just a little bit of nonsense. Sometimes, you know, you go to share the doggone thing, and it's just, it's like, it's like a strobe light times a million. And, you know, I oh, care geez, about our yeah, epileptic no. viewers yeah, no, out no, no. there. I don't need nobody having a seizure watching the TTL pod. I care about y'all's out there. So now we're in business. Everything looks beautiful. Everything looks grand. So without further ado, time to recap all of the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the day for this gorgeous Wednesday of Bets, also known as January the 26th, 2022. Today's now live on your screen. Oh, shit. Got to switch this up just a little bit oh here. My. Now, please, turn your attention directly next to my head with your sports book in hand or whatever mode, means, or method you utilize to take stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day and take note of our Mags picks. He's got two coming at you, one from the college basketball hardwood, the Big 12 matchup. He's taking the Oklahoma Sooners plus two against the West Virginia Mountaineers. And then over to the NBA, he's taking the Miami Heat minus six at home against the New York Knickerbockers. Then turn your attention opposite side of the screen. My picks, four coming at you the mid-major king has entered the chat and he is ready to rock and roll another 4-0 clean sweep coming here today first things first the LaSalle Explorers on the money line. The Lehigh Mountain Hawks plus one. The Ole Miss Rebels plus three and a half. And the George Mason Patriots plus two and a half. You see right kind of here in between us. The Wednesday Warrior special play of the day. It is the Tennessee Volunteers at home minus nine and a half against the Florida Gators. And right below that, next to my partner's noggin, you see the Wednesday parlay pop off. Three legs on that bad boy featuring number one, the Wednesday. Wednesday Warrior, Tennessee, minus nine and a half. Our Mag's leg, the Miami Heat, minus six. And my leg, the George Mason Patriots, plus two and a half. Bar laid up for over a six to one odds payout. I see my friends, seven straight plays played for a unit or whoever you can uh, afford or whatever you can afford. Be who you can afford to be is what I'm trying to say. And one special play played for a half a unit, making it right to the pay window. But before all of those can, we need you too. Right alongside with us. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing into whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Oh, baby. All right, dude. I knew this you were is a tough ask. one. If you don't know, you don't I know. know. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't in the slightest. Not a sponsor. It is Thompson Bowling Arena. Thompson so Bowling Arena. So do they have bowling alleys somewhere located in there? B-O-L-I-N-G. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Not a chance. Gotcha. Not a chance. Right. No. Maybe. Right. Perfect. Hey, hey, I mean, maybe. hey. Maybe. Not confirmed that they don't have it. So. Unutilized marketing opportunity? Potentially. Possibly Potentially. you. <laughs> Possibly you. Honestly, though, one of my favorite places to watch a game on TV at the... Oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. Especially when they do this shit. Especially when they, oh, they do all please. the fans go wild. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely... It's a blast and a half. So there you go. There you have it. All of our best bets of the day. Now, you see some extra, some extra stuff over there. 
the old ML dice roll, Vandy slash Socar. Say, what, 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 what might that mean, boys? Well, I'm so glad you asked, because as always, we're the fellas to tell you. It's the Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. And it is the matchup between the Vanderbilt Commodores and the South Carolina Gamecocks. So, without further ado, I'm sure this line is still moving all over the doggone place because it had been for the last, I don't know how long, since the doggone line opened up. And uh, while I uh, get these old dice ready to rock and roll out here, partner, can you uh, enlighten us? What's up with the uh, this old matchup here today? Alrighty, so we are in South Carolina for this one. Vandy coming in. I know Vandy's been, uh, uh, I guess, scuffling a little bit. They had been having some success. Lost to South Carolina already once. Uh, that was at Vandy. 72-70 win for South Carolina. But we are in South Carolina tonight. One-point favorite is the Gamecocks. Uh, minus 120 on that spread that I'm seeing over here mm. on FanDuel. Plus one for Vandy at minus 102. Money lines, minus 126 for South Carolina, plus 105 for Vandy. And the total is at 136 and a half. So very, very interesting pricing, odds movement. I do believe there's certain spots that still have this at minus one and a half. Uh, in favor of South Carolina. But, uh, yeah, you said it, man. This one has been jumping all over the damn place today. So South Carolina is still favored at home, though. Yep. Still by the – okay. And then uh, line up to 136.5 from 135. So a little bit – a little something something to think about there. The money line? You did say 136. No, the total, 136.5. 136.5. Yeah, my bad. My bad. For sure. All right. So there we go. There we have it. The stage has been set, so it's time. A little bit of daily ASMR for you. It's time for the first roll of the day. Are we going with the home team, South Carolina Gamecocks, or the away team, Vandy Commodores? I don't know, neither does Mags, but we all find out. Hey, check out that hat. In three, in two, in one. Home team. Home team. South Carolina. Gamecocks. Go Cox. Go Cox. Unofficially. The South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, are we going to the money line or against the number? I don't know. Neither does Mags, but I can assure you all, my friends, we do find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. All right. Money line. Money all line. Right. Straight up to Minus the camera for you. Straight up to the camera for you. Money line. Unofficially, South Carolina Gamecocks. Money line. Final roll of the day. It is the wild card roll. Are the money line die doubling down? Are they needing another re-roll yet again this week, which has really not worked out so hot in their favor? Or are they skipping all of that jazz and going right to the total? Once again, Mags has not a clue. I have no earthly idea. But the inanimate, all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful Moneyline dice certainly do. So we all find out in a three, in a two, in a Come one. Come on, dice. We need you. Come on, dice. Home ATS. Okay. Home ATS. Home ATS. Uh-huh. Can't see the home. I wish you guys could you kind of see it. Not really. Hey, I like ATS. dice. The dice have spoken. If you want a guaranteed take one ticket straight to the window here tonight. You know the rules. We don't make them. It is per the money line dice. Not me, not Mags. You know the drill. Hammer in right here, right now. No questions, no qualms, no quarries. The South Carolina Gamecocks on the money line. All right, Dice. Hey. Thank you, Dice. Let's go, Dice. Come on. Come on, Dice. Time to get out of that. Time to get out of that hole. 
10 I like percent it. is absolutely terrible, dude. Oh man. They're okay. Due. They're Let due. Me, uh, I like it. They're due. Do a little tracking here real quick. So we got the old SC on the money line. Uh this is the twenty-sixth of January in the two thousand and twentieth year, twenty-second year. Uh and this is at six PM, I think. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. All right. And we have Vandy VSC. Okay. 0-3, start to the week. 1-9, last 10 rolls. Yikes. You be the judge if uh, this is the time that it turns around or if the cold streak stays going. You know where we lie. We back the dice no matter what. Sometimes it hurts, but... Uh, very quickly, fastly, in a hurry, approaching fade territory. So might be yeah. fading them here today. We'll see what happens, but there you go. Moneyline dice select. <laughs> South Carolina, Moneyline. If we're not already in fade territory, I don't want to see what uh, fade I, territory I, is. Yeah, fade territory, we might say, <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, this is pretty doggone, pretty doggone firm path, and we are in that. So there you go. There you have it. Hey, you want your own set of Moneyline dice, any of the merch they got on the website, nothing's off limits. Head on over down there. You see it in the ticker, moneylinedice.com. Pick out anything you want, and then head on over to your cart. Uh, why would we send you over there without a little bit of something, something in return? Hey, 10% off your first order, MoneylineDice.com with code TTL10, TTL10, gets you 10% off your first order, MoneylineDice.com. They got the hats, they got the lids, they got the tracking books, they got the scorecards, they got the dice, they got more stuff on the way. Go support a great product and a great group of people over there at the Moneyline Dice. Okie dokie, Artemachokies. That does it first half of the show. Time to uh, keep this proverbial podcast Sunday building. Now, did a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of niller, a little oh. bit of strawberry in there. We even done a little bit of a little bit of whipped cream, a little bit of caramel and hot fudge. Now it's time, you know, those things they put on top. Oh, that's right, sprinkles. And they're all different types of color and kind of a clusterfuck, you know? Kind of got that clusterfuck feel to them. Well, that clusterfuck feel is, is what the second half of the TTL pod is day by day. So it's time to kick that off and put the sprinkles on top of this proverbial podcast. Sunday, partner, what's burning on your brain, melting on your heart, festering on your soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 210 of the TTL pod on this absolutely gorgeous January the 26th, 2022. All right, dude. Wildcard Wednesday. I'm still looking for some sheer nonsense. Uh -huh. I've got some random stuff going on here, but I'm uh -huh. looking for some sheer nonsense, and I'm not. I'm struggling mm -hmm. to find it. Okay. Kicking things off. So you know how we got chapped by the Flyers a couple times last week or last couple of weeks. Uh huh. Still on a 13 game losing streak. Just a little update there. So we'll. That's what I'm starting right here. Nothing. Nothing really to report other than that uh, they haven't climbed out of that damn hole. I don't know if next time around's the time we back them for a little Thursday. Uh, I don't know who's to say. Probably not. But no, uh, no. yeah, just figured I'd start there. Maybe that's some nonsense there. Uh, whole organization is angry. We're sick of losing. Per their uh, chairman owner uh, Dave Scott. So hey, good to know they're sick of losing, dude. Okay. Um, okay. Good to know they're not <laughs> excited by it for sure. Uh, and hold on, go who, who the team team again? Who so I make Flyers. sure? Okay, okay, okay. I thought that's who we were talking about. So yeah. now this team here, my friend. Yeah, we don't put their stadium up live on this show twice, 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 twice. We 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 took the time, our time, our precious earned time to put this team up on a pedestal. We said no other reason for them to be favorites here tonight, but then to get the outright win. And they have stiffed us in the arse. Now it seems they're stiffing their own fans in the arse. And now 
old big man upstairs says, hey, hey, it's about enough of this shit. I'm just going to start slicing and dicing everybody on the roster, and everybody's going to be out of here. It's going to be the, the Philadelphia left-outers. Forget the Flyers. Yeah, actually, yeah, the Flyers. You're going to be all hopping on planes to other fucking destinations. You're out of here. It's done. It's over with. Man, oh, man, Philadelphia Flyers hey. dumpster fire this year, dude. What the hell's going on? I don't know what's going on, but uh, they got some nice rest, dude. Let's cash some Flyers ticket on Saturday. How about it, dude? They've got uh, uh, no game huh. today, no game tomorrow, no game Friday. They got some nice right, rest. Right, So this whole thing about me saying I'm not getting involved in the fucking NHL anymore, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking. For the time being, I am sticking to it. There is no, like, dude, I'm, I just pulled up right. the slate. I pulled up the slate right now, and there okay. is literally, like, I'm like, fuck. The Blackhawks would get that done against the old Red Wings. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I hey. yeah. See, it sounds that good. You know, it, it sounds absolutely gorgeous. Hold on. I th- I think. Oh yeah, Columbus. Calgary's been a little bit rough. I think Columbus as a home dog. That's interesting. Eleven and eight at home, straight up. Wow. I don't know shit about shit. Hey, hey. Come a week's time. Today's wise words went. No, no, no. Listen up. Was uh, wise words uh, Wednesdays no. today? Come a week's time next week for episode nine. May or may oh, not have a hockey expert to at least help us and tell us why we're idiots. My or at apologies. least tell us, hey, dude, you don't know a damn thing. Quit thinking you know a damn thing. I, Get the hell out of there. Uh, my apologies. I totally forgot we had uh, started to go down that track. That's right. Wise words. Season 2, episode 9 has already been locked down, ready to rock and roll. A couple final little uh, tweaks things here. A little bit of an NHL spin this upcoming. Oh, lacing up the skates, and then, oh, hey, I didn't tell you, partner, but now you know. Episode number 10 seems to be in good working order with the gentleman we talked about last All night. Right. Talked to him in the old um. Twitter DMs, I say. He says, uh, you know, I think that's possible. However, um, he is uh, going to be in L.A. for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we're talking with guys who's going to be in the Super Bowl. So, um, uh, you okay, yeah, I got to answer him back on that because he asked about the phone. And, yeah, Fredo did it with his phone, right? And that worked pretty – I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He was in his car, so I think so, right? Yeah, it had to be his phone. Yeah, he's not going to put his dog on laptop up on the dash of his fucking car. Yeah, it had to be his phone. So, yeah, your phone works with that. Either way, either way, way. that's that's, that's background shit. Nothing you guys need to know about. No, 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 let's get out of that rabbit hole. Um, Wild Card Wednesday. What else is going on? Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Sean Payton after the show. <laughs> fuck us, dude. We said we needed a damn bombshell bomb yeah, about was a bomb an hour show. after the show. Sean Payton's out. Yeah. I'm out of here. Pretty much how it um, works for this show. Pretty much. It seems to me. Assistant. I mean, yeah, it does seem like that, huh? I mean, it seems to me. It seems like he wants to take a year off and come back, but uh, I know a lot of people are already talking about Dallas Cowboys, but the way he was talking, it seemed like he really just needed at least one year off. I'd be mm. surprised if he jumped ship to another. T- I wouldn't be that surprised because Cowboys could, uh, uh, could use it. But uh, I, the one thing that uh, someone tweeted something that kind of kind of irked me a little bit. Back in 2006, when the Packers and Saints were both making those coaching changes, Packers yeah. brought in Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton went to the Saints. Yep. Packers' decision was down to Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton. And I saw some someone tweet like, oh, looks like everything worked out. And I was like, yo, if Sean Payton came to Green Bay, I feel uh, pretty confident that we may have at least one more ring in our uh, on our shelf. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. But yeah. uh, you know my thought. I love Mike McCarthy as a man and uh, as a Super Bowl winning coach for my Packers. But... Uh, I feel pretty certain that Sean Payton's uh, a better coach than Mike McCarthy is. So I yeah. feel pretty damn strongly that that would have uh, worked out a little better in our favor. Maybe not uh-huh. for the Saints. Uh-huh. The city of New Orleans, I guess, uh-huh. needed that for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, hey, man, 
I wish uh, wish things would have turned out a little differently. Wish I'll I bang, could see how that would have turned out differently. I'd bang the drum with you on that for sure. Yeah. Sean Payton would have been interested in Green Bay. Would have been a little cool to be closer to his hometown, Naperville, Illinois. There you go. Shout out. Um, you know, per his press conference, it really sounds like he is going to take a year off. He's like, yeah. it really sounds like, hey, I just, I just need a year off. And, like, I will probably come back to coaching, and it might even be next year. Like, mm-hmm. just give mm-hmm. me a minute to kind of fade off into the ether and, like, hey – I go from such a championship caliber to, I think, here's what I think he's seeing, is that the Saints, in my opinion, for the next five years now, are going to kind of be a dumpster fire, in my mind. And I think he saw that, and I think he's at a stage in his career where he's like, yo, I am not trying to rebuild an entire fucking organization right now without a, a, a stud quarterback. Like, I got a three-ring circus right now between my my guys, and I can't say, like, yeah, Jameis, yeah, Taysom, yeah, Trevor. I, I can't say those are my guys. So I, I think that's kind of what he saw, and he was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to take a minute off, and then I'm going to let my market value go up a little bit, and then a team that's kind of, like, right on the cusp that needs that fucking brain. Hey, Sean, uh, you feel like coming on in a two-year deal? What do you think? I totally agree with everything you just said there. Um, I, the other thing on top of what you just said, I think the whole like last five years of you know Saints being in a similar spot to how, what I've just experienced the last few years with my Packers, man, they had four or five years of gut-wrenching playoff losses with some really damn good teams. And I don't think it's like, a, oh, he's jumping ship on us now that things are rough. Like, no, that, that was a grueling 16 years that he just coached, man. And oh, now yeah. it's, you oh, know, yeah. man, I, I need a little break. He said something about, like, I see everyone tailgating. That shit looks like fun. It's like, yeah, yeah. dude, that is a shitload of fun. You I've never been to out. a tailgate. He's like, I've never been to a tailgate. And that's crazy to think about, like, football guys who've all they've ever known <laughs> yeah. is being on the inside of the stadium. They've never experienced the outside of the stadium. And think about it. He's, he's, he's touching 60s, if not more, uh, close to it. And, I, I mean, at, by this point in time, it's like, fuck, maybe I, maybe I want to stop by a tailgate. Maybe I want to see what it's like on the outside of the Caesar Sportsbook Dome. I don't know. Here's my prediction. So okay. if uh, if he was gearing to get back into the into the swing of things this year, I would say the Cowboys would fire Mike McCarthy in a second to bring him in. The Bears would be sick as fuck. I I would be that would, back home. I would not hometown be happy kid. about that. Hometown kid I would not be back home. That. that would be insane. However, my prediction, this is my uh, hot take prediction. Cardinals give Cliff Kingsbury one more year. Disappoints again. He's out after next year. Ooh. And Mr. Sean Payton wants to uh, team in. up with old Kyler Murray over in a uh, nice, sunny, warm Arizona. How about that prediction? Quarterback coach with number one overall pick quarterback Kyler Murray. Still I mean, yeah, and they got Zach Ertz, that defense coming around. I mean, you know, that ain't, hey, that ain't the worst thing you ever said over there. I, Yeah, Cliff Scuffle's another year. They do great at the beginning of the year and get to week 12, 14, and then just absolutely fall off the face of the earth. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't going to be great, but I don't know, man. What do you think? What do you think? Kevin James slots in uh, in New Orleans or, or what, the, what the fuck's going to go on there? Like, grief, who's, like, what who's, this is all who's, just... who's looking at New Orleans though right now? Because now that movie makes so much more sense now. Like, I'm sure he had to have conversations with people like, yeah, I'm probably probably going to call it quits for a year yeah. after this year. So go ahead and yeah, make yeah, that yeah. movie. It's it's not going to be a big deal. Right. But I I just like, what who, a, who is looking stupid. at the Saints organization right now and going like, yeah, yeah that's a destination. And, unless it's a defensive mind for sure, because their defense is still solid, but they showed some definite gaps this year, man. And without, without a solid offensive game plan, I don't give a shit how many times you want to run the ball or, or send Kamara out on, on, a, on a wheel route. It don't matter. The teams know what you guys are doing now. You got to disguise a little bit more. PSM, PA, like you, this shit right. needs to happen. 
or you guys are going to get left in the dust like the fucking Seahawks because they don't do it either. And they're getting toasted right now, and Russell Wilson's career is getting absolutely wasted. So, hey, no, it's, that's my soapbox about five teams in one shot. <laughs> no, it's a good conversation to have. Like, who yeah. wants to come in and take the reins over for the Saints teams? Yeah. It's obviously a great organization and fan base, but and you can, you know, teams can get around these cap hurdles, but in the short term, you're doing that while keeping a not quite a contending team, either that or you're tearing it all down and starting from scratch, essentially. Well, you also got to think at the same time, New Orleans still has that Michael Thomas cloud looming overhead. Mm. What the fuck are we doing with mm. WR1, you know? And it, it and it wasn't already the bestest of relationships with Sean Payton in the building. If you don't have at least one coach advocating for you, like, it's probably not going to be the best relationship with the front office now even more. <laughs> Maybe we don't see Michael Thomas in a, in a Saints uniform this uh, in 2022, 2023. I, Hey, that's my hot early prediction nope. there. Maybe we see Michael I, Thomas out. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't I know don't where we see him go, oh, but right. I, I have no idea. Um, I just want to learn more about that situation and be a fly on the wall somewhere because that is the one situation where it just seems like something's going on. And like you said, like mm. the relationship just seems effed up, but exactly where and how, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking of uh, the Broncos now too. Without with Fangio leaving, like I don't know who goes and is looking at the Broncos as well. Like, who's running over there? Like, fuck, they haven't been able to figure out a quarterback situation since Peyton. I mean, what what in the world are they going to do over there? I mean, I, I have, I have absolutely no earthly idea who's going to take the helm there and and what they're going to do. I mean, defense still solid. Offense has plenty of weapons. They just need a guy. They just need a guy, man. And I, I thought know. Teddy, I thought Teddy Two Gloves was that guy, but they just couldn't protect his ass. And if you can't protect Teddy at this point in his career, it's just not the same guy. I mean, he's just not. He doesn't have that scramble ability anymore. Because when he did, he, I thought he died. I thought right. Teddy died oh. this year for crying out loud. Right. I literally thought I was never going to watch Teddy Bridgewater play football again. And thank right. goodness, T's and P's, he's still all good to go. But yeah. It's Goodness just the, the names that I mean, the, think about the last five years and think of how many like hot, trendy names were like in these discussions over the last yeah. five years compared to right now. Like, honestly, like Brian DeBole is really the only one that really, really gets me going if I was looking for a head yeah. coach, dude. Speaking of old buddy, I, I wish the Giants would quit fucking around and just bring in mm. Dayball and just go to work, man. Because like, I think he could do some stuff if they if they bring him I in and then, a, and then the Giants are in dude. instant Instantaneous contender in the NFC East. That's my opinion. But they keep jacking on. Oh, let's bring him in for a second interview. Let's see if we really like him. Blah blah blah. Do you want to quit kicking trash cans after games, or do you want to start winning some motherfuckers? I don't know. Call me wild. Call me crazy. And I also think, sorry, Bob. I know you're close to our age, but I think they need a shit can Danny Dimes too. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Fuck that fifth year extension. Send him on the road. Send him packing and sticks. It. it can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. The only reason we're Did keeping you watch him the last around. Few games? Well, 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 yeah, yeah, well, you're talking about long neck Glennon. Daddy <laughs> no, long neck no, no, Mike no. over there for crying out loud. That's a whole different situation. That's a whole different situation. Bring in fucking Minshew, man. Bring in Minshew. No, and you yeah. got you uh, got yeah. a formula, my friend. I I don't know. I don't know. I know. It's it's gonna be some interesting off season moves here coming very soon. We're gonna see if old Tom Brady's coming back for you number big old number forty five about to rip off on the calendar there, and he's starting to say, Giselle, baby, we got a lot of money. We could fucking dip off to Aruba somewhere and just be trading crypto for the rest of our lives. What do you think? I know. 
Well, dude, yeah, it's man. like him and Rogers. I could tell like they're like they're at this point where like, damn, dude, like we've been they're fucking done, through it. But they but at the go. same time, how the fuck do I go out like that in a divisional loss, dude, in a game where we both probably felt like we should have won? Like, how do I go out like that? Yeah. And they're still playing at a high level. Like, that's what's eating at him. I could tell. High level. I could tell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and because I think if Aaron, if Aaron would have won, like if you guys would have won, you'd still be cooking right now. Like, I don't think that conversation you're having this same kind of tone of conversation like right he probably might not be in green bay still there might be a little bit struck because i even feel like there's almost a chance like he might be coming back to fucking green bay and like I, i've been I saying it a while dude i don't think so like it's it's like my fucking like my last percentage like the pie chart and it's that little fucking what color is that on the oh <laughs> that okay uh that's that percentage for me but I don't know. It's really bizarre that uh, that they're kind of they're, they're taking a long time. I mean, I guess it's not bizarre that you think about it because when you get to that point in time, you have the prestige, the level, your those brand names, and what you bring to your organization, like Rose, like Brady. Give them all the fucking time they want. Right. Forget it, man. Wait till fucking yeah. May for all we care. I mean, we're, I, yeah, we'll be in a tough position, but we're gonna be in a tough position without your ass either way. So right. fucking take all the time you need. So man, I I personally believe we see one more from Tom, at least. I like it's not about money for him. I no. I, th- I think I think we see one more from Tom. I think. I don't know. The more I think about it now, it's just like all the bullshit the way he's that's talking happened about, this so year. He's just like I'm so done with the bullshit. Like I'm just ready to do something yeah, else. Yeah. Well, the way he's talking about with about his like the family situation. Like my kids are old and like or not old, but old enough now. They know who I am. Like, like I, and it's to the point where I want to be with them. It sounds like right. that's really the, that's yeah. the other. It's a family. It's a family inside. thing. Yeah. It's not money. It's not winning the Super Bowl. It's not. It like family is probably going to be the deciding factor for Tom, and then. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, will to win and go through that grueling shit is going to be the deciding factor for Rose. Like, do I do I want to go through this bullshit and reach the mountaintop again with Green Bay for the third year in a row and get kicked in the teeth? I'm sorry, partner. All discretion. Do I want to go through that shit again in negative 50 fucking degrees and fucking... Right. I love it, and I've played here for 17 years, and my heart goes to the fans, but fuck, does this suck sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. And then maybe no, goes I, to a warm climate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, just that's what out. it looked like on this conversation yesterday was that. Because and the more the after a few days after, the more and Rappaport came on after him was like, I think they can bring just about everybody back. They can franchise tag Devontae, which he probably doesn't want, but they yeah. can do it. And yep. they probably will if they want at least one more run. And so, you know, days after that heartbreaking loss, it's like, like you said, damn, do I really want to go through that again? I think after a week or two and you start to put the pieces like, all right, like we can actually put together a very similar team again. So you did Let's that from last year. It's your same. I know. That's, that's it's, just it's, your it's, Green it's, Bay Packers talking. That's just your that's just your homer. And I'm sorry. I got to be tough love on you. That's your homerism talking. And that's what it is. It, it, it is just, just like, ah, we can make one more run. How many one more runs are we going to be I making know. next eight years, it. 10 years? Get, get to the NFC. Like, I just... I think I'm fatigued by it, dude. I yeah, get it. Yeah, dude. But, I'm, I'm but at tired. the same time, what's the alternative? I, I'm tired of digging you out of a trench for fucking two weeks after the Packers but, get to the top of the mountain and fall off the fucking cliff again. I, I'm, I'm tired of it for you. What's the alternative is my issue, dude. What's the alternative is Jordan Love and coming, 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 joining me in fucking Chicago Bears fandom and just not knowing if you're even going to fucking win this well, week. About, <laughs> talking about homerism, not necessarily you, dude, but I'm already seeing every Bears fan and their mother creaming their pants over a dude that they've never heard of before. Fuck Nobody me, knows dude. who the fuck Ryan Spent Paul one is. one year I as a high-level exec, and now it. people are 
cream in their jeans over the dude. Yeah, Never the, heard of the fucking guy. A lot of Vikings, because the Vikings were looking at him too, and it was between us and the Vikings, and a lot of Vikings podcasts were giving him a lot of love, though. So he does have some good, he does have some good doggone uh, traits behind him. And I mean, he brought in Patty, like he brought in Patty Mahomes, he brought in Travis Kelsey, like he's, he's got some fucking, he's got some track record. He's, he's been able to make some fucking moves. And then he was, he was a big dog on campus. He'd been, He'd been in the Chiefs organization since like oh, it was it was like 2014. Know. He's got a LinkedIn page that's got his oh, yeah. track record. Yeah, that's how I figured it out. I go. was like, where? Yeah. When? What is this dude's like career list? And it was like, oh, that, he's got a LinkedIn. Interesting. Yeah, you know that is that is really interesting. Like, because now the people who are like getting hired in those roles are like the millennial generation, like right. our age, and it's just like, okay, that's fucking hilarious to see that stuff. But I'm hyped about it. I mean, I'm not over the moon. Was, like, we yeah. still have to hire a coach. Like, the GM right. doesn't fucking coach. And Jim if Caldwell. if we, oh, stop, dude. Just like, I, it's it's just like I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, why why don't we want some like the trend of the NFL? The team. Look at the teams that are successful right now. You have Zach Taylor. You have fucking Sean McVay. You have um uh, uh Kyle Shanahan and then you have uh why am I blanking number Sean four? McDermott Sean McDermott he's young enough too that's the th- that is the trend of today's doggone I didn't realize how young Sean McDermott was actually like he's he's actually right. a lot younger than he looked either way that's the trend that's the trend well, that's the style of NFL that's the offense that's oh it's where it's going can we I please like stop? Ball, it's not 1985 but, I bro I've been beating the DePaul drum for the last fucking two weeks dude I know, I know. why We've are we going after since August, dude we, lo- we loved him in August I know. yes dude he's we were talking about him before him. these playoff games and then they went off yep. um yeah my issue again, beyond that again. is the same way I had it with Leslie Frazier I think Caldwell is better option than Leslie Frazier first of all my issue is that, like, why are you continuing? Why are these teams continuing to look at guys that are confirmed? Shit, they they got fired from teams for good reasons because they weren't a very good oh. head coach. Like, I saw someone that was like defending his record. He he came into Indy. He went. He was fantastic. He inherited a Super Bowl caliber team with Peyton Manning at his peak. They went fourteen and two. Went to the Super Bowl. Lost. Yep. Great. I get yep. it. Yep. Then they go ten and six. Yep. And then Peyton Manning gets hurt, and they go two and fourteen. Yep. You say, oh, but they didn't have Peyton Manning. Two and fourteen, regardless of who your quarterback is, miserable. Um, and then I saw, oh, he had a respectable record with the Lions. Forget that narrative, man. He had actual really solid rosters when he was with the Lions. They went eleven and five, I believe. It was uh, probably their last successful season. But I looked through that roster and was like, wow, that was a really good team. And Matt Stafford at his peak, and then it was a nine and seven, nine and seven, seven and nine, and he's gone. Yeah. And it wasn't scrub rosters. It's not like he was, oh, my God, he did such a good job like with this Lions team. Like, No, he did a me- mediocre-ass job with a very solid roster. He had Calvin Johnson for a couple of years. They had Golden Tate at his prime, dude. It, I, don't, I mean, that, it's, that, it's that probably a better the, situation, like character and, and I'm not saying Matt Nagy had bad character, but like, you know, the character of the entire team and the cohesiveness, I think it could be better than what they've had. But you're just kind of dooming yourself to, oh, once we give him a really, really good roster, then we can maybe have a nice couple of years or two. But then, you know, when we don't have no. a star-studded roster, we'll be another eight and nine team like uh, yep. we have been the last 10 years. So yep. I don't get it, man. I don't yep. get it. Uh, no, I don't want, I don't want any part of Coldwell, man. Like the cherry on top of the cake is not only a confirmed bad record, but like a confirmed bad record within that division. Like the division that you're trying to bring him into, he is already sucked in. Like, why do you want to see, oh, let's, 
Let's spin your wheels on that bad boy again. See if, see if, uh, fire him for the Gipper. Let's see if he can, uh, see if he, uh, third time's a charm, boys. You know, I'm not really a, uh, a football guy. Well, sure looks like it, George. You're walking through fucking O'Hare Airport like a damn billboard for the fucking Chicago Bears. Try putting on some more Bears stuff. See if yeah. anybody doesn't notice you, you moron. Like, what is the Bears front office doing? Like, please, Ryan, please, please, just start smacking some dudes around. Yeah. Like, just please, for the betterment of all of Chicagoland, just start smacking some fools around. Right. Look at non-football fan Mr. McCaskey and say, pal, get the fuck out of the way. I'm about to build us a Super Bowl team. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. Because he has the ability to do it. He has the ability to do it. He's a fucking master scout. He fu- he can find some boys now. He can find some boys. Look at that Kansas City Chief team. He can find some boys. But I digress. We'll see what happens. We need a coach. I mean, speaking of, well, I mean, the Carolina Panthers bringing Ben McAdoo at offensive coordinator. Ugh, dude. And getting rid of Joe Brady. Like, what? That doesn't even make any, that makes no type right. of sense I mean, whatsoever. Joe Brady was is not, they have not the, great, you know, obviously but, the rails fell off, but Ben but what are you was confirmed ooh, bad. What, bad. What are you going to do with All Sam of, Darnold, dude. then half Cam Newton, then half P.J. Watt? What are you, who is going to do anything with that? All of his success, he was a, a former offensive coach with the Packers. That is, a, with Aaron Rodgers, that was 100% of where his success has come from. As soon as he left Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, he was not even like oh you know he did this a little bit here he was really bad the panthers are going to stink next year and it sucks because i like a lot of the guys on that damn team as you do yeah i so i think they should i think they should sell high while they got the opportunity right now like they on cmc yeah cmc potentially fucking um dj Moore. dj Moore. yep that's who i was thinking number 10 i could see number 10 curtis curtis samuel's already gone he's in uh he's washington yeah they they sent him to washington uh robbie anderson yes the other one so i mean you you could you could still get good value off of robbie you could still get good value off of dj you can get fucking stellar value off of cmc are you kidding me i mean this sounds really pessimistic but like this is a team that's in the middle of the pack that's like where do you go to get yourself into that next into that next level so it sounds really pessimistic to sell all these younger assets but i don't know i don't personally see another way that they they build a championship style roster Sure, because sticking in the NFC South, even if Tom retires, uh-huh. you're another mid-tier quarterback away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continuing to be a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, that's you're, solid. you're a solid coach, and maybe, hey, the Saints stumble into a quarterback away from them being pretty doggone decent, and the Falcons seem to give Carolina every type of fit in the world, so... It's not looking good for Carolina, and they were one of my favorite teams in the preseason. I was doing backflips on the show when we were in the NFL Special Editions, for crying out loud, and now they made me look dumber than dumb. I mean, that might have been one of my worst calls of the entire year. So they're a dumpster fire, dude. They're falling apart. They're all over the map. I don't know. It is what it is. Hey, how about this? Wild card Wednesday. I like this, dude. <laughs> we, we just went down a hell of an NFL. I was just trying to pull up any any uh, thing that I'm missing about uh, freaking Ben McAdoo, for goodness sakes, dude. Yeah. Oh, I actually saw, um, last I checked, I didn't see it. I didn't get any actual alerts, but it sounded like uh, Byron Leftwich is uh, emerging as the favorite for uh, Jaguars head coach. 
Kind of seemed like it, you know. I mean, their first round pick in in '08 or whatever it was, and now he's kind of yeah, kind of reunited, and it feels yeah. so good kind of situation, especially with Trevor Lawrence, him being the fucking quarterback. Like, it I think seems, that would be a good move for them. Seems pretty damn mad. Yeah, I love Byron for sure, man. I want I wanted him on the Bears. Like, I wanted yeah. Byron Leftwich so bad. I think dude. that should be yeah. two choice. Yeah, yeah. he's he's Behind a genius. He's a genius, and I think uh, Jacksonville turns around here into uh, this this second year or whatever now of Trevor Trevor Lawrence's career. I don't know how true it is, but uh, switching to college football real quick. Did you see that uh, Wisconsin has uh, emerged as front runner for Caleb Williams, Oklahoma? No transfer? shit. No yes, shit. Dude. Well, that instantaneously puts fucking Wisconsin like top of the Big Ten. Like that's dude. Just, I was and I saw like, oh, why insane. would he go to Wisconsin? Because their defense is always sick. They're all sick. that's the team that's always a quarterback away. Maybe not top four, but no quarterback, quarterback away, away from, from being in top ten. Easy. Period. 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 Yeah. Dude, quarterback away from being in the CFP conversation. Being right. in that in that Michigan, literally them in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Them in fucking Michigan. If Caleb Williams is at the helm this the past year, I like that. I like. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. It was the only hey, thing they could do. Anything for you're talking I know who I'm talking to. I could have blinked my fucking, eyes. You I take like, your, no, you take your shirt me. off. You got a fucking tattoo of every emblem of the big team teams on your damn back. I, you're fooling me. I know. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, no, stop it. Don't, 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 say, don't tease me hey, like this. That would don't be electric. Like that would be electric because then that automatically opens up U of I for a potential big transfer. That opens up Sparty for a potential big transfer. Big Ten could be coming around, Homer, buddy, dude, guy, pal, and then, dude. and then, and then all of a sudden. You ain't riding Big Ten unders. You're riding Big Ten overs because all of a sudden it's just one of the most electric conferences out there, my man. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting the cart in front of the horse, as the old fellas Maybe. would say, but Maybe. it sure seems like the writing might be on the wall of me. I don't know. Who am I? Okay. Uh, other than that, wait, any any other wild card, my friend? <laughs> I, I guess it depends if you want to keep solid. going. I got some random rabbit holes we can get down if you okay. want to. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, 25 minutes after the top of the hour. Uh, just a couple of announcements. I'll be back on uh, Dawson's show tomorrow. Uh, yeah. The Midday Market Report. Okay. Our guy Jeff Dawson at EC Sports Invest. Uh, Mags will be on there Friday. Uh, same time. 1 p.m. Central. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. And 11 specific. Uh, I think I did that right. I don't know. Yeah, um, right. Also, wise words. Uh, uh, today, episode 8 of season 2, dropping 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, but only, uh, it was 34 short minutes from now, just turned over. So 34 short minutes from now, that bad boy will be dropping on the YouTube and then on every major podcast directory. I uh, told you guys yesterday, a little bit of uh, video uh, issues, um, but uh, you can still watch it. It's not unbearable by any means, but if you just want to listen to the audio, it'll be uh, available shortly after. Uh, Cup of Joe on campus back on Saturday. We got a loaded slate. No UFC uh, this upcoming weekend if you hadn't looked ahead. So no blog from me. Speaking of blogs, we'll keep the uh, college basketball report going. It uh, Damn, does it provide some doggone good value for your boy while he's writing it. And I uh, hope it does for you guys while you're reading it. So that'll keep coming. Uh, Mags might be a potential golf handicapper now. Who's we'll to see. say? Who's to know? We'll see. we'll see how the fuck the old Farmers Insurance Open goes here over the next couple of days. If so, Mags might have just found his new blog to start hey. writing. Who knows? Who's to say? I was having fun yesterday. I was diving deep into some golf rabbit holes, dude. I and I, I, I love it. I just like I don't know. I don't want to come out with a blog and be like, oh, here are these sick plays and me just looking like an idiot because I I think I know what I'm looking through. And I well, mean, I obviously watch it, but you just I, think, I a think, think a couple times, think a couple times, think get this analysis kind of built up. The stars kind of start aligning. You dish out a little uh, extra extra greenage, if you will, instead extra of. Green. 
extra cheddar, a little extra greenage. I don't know. Just throwing, throwing some throwing some thoughts out there for you. Extra green. Okay. I don't know. Throwing, okay. so, throwing okay. some things out there uh, for you. I don't know. Like where you got me going, though. Mags might be a golf handicapper. I don't know. Who am I? Uh, Outside of that, uh, you want to find all of our socials, all of our additional content, everything in between. Stop by the link tree in this episode's description or talkingtheline.com. You can uh, see an individual tab for all of our shows, all of our best bets, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. So that's all I got. Um, All I got left is Motivation Minutes, partner. If you got anything else kind of wild to get into or uh, we can keep it moving, keep it grooving. Keep it moving, keep it grooving. I had, uh, if we wanted to talk NBA, uh, college basketball futures at this point, we can. Otherwise, uh, you know, we've done it before. It was kind of a, you know, we, we ended up uh, going some down some deeper rabbit holes than I was expecting. So I, I kind of came with like six, seven different things. And if whatever stuck, solid, stuck, so. uh, That was some solid doggone rabbit holes we went down, my friend, if I do say so myself. Oh. So there you go. There you have it. Pardon me. Okay, well, well, we'll keep it steaming and we'll wrap it on up so everybody's got plenty of time to... Uh, Go to the bathroom, get some lunch, get ready to rock and roll for uh, wise words coming right on around the bend. So, final segment of the day, my friends. My Motivation Minutes. All right. Um, wanted to talk to you guys a little bit today about following your dreams and chasing your dreams and passions. And I've talked about this in a few different perspectives before, but I found like five videos last night. I, I, I thought pretty much all my Instagram is now is motivational videos and NFTs. That's about that's about all it is, and it's absolutely electric. Um, but I come across these, and it, they all kind of were on the same kind of tone. And I said, well, let me kind of take a little bit from each of these and, and kind of formulate a little bit of a message. So first things first, when it comes to chasing your dreams and your passions, first first you have to come to it in your mind that, that you're just going to do it. Like nobody point blank period is going to be able to tell you to do it. You cannot wait for someone to tell you to go chase your dreams and your passions because it's not their dreams and it's not their passions. It's not cooked up in their head. They don't feel that same energy, that same pull to it. So in all essence, when you're asking all of these people, like, what do you think I should do? Should I do this? Should I do that? All of those opinions mean nothing because they don't know the right advice to give you. They can't tell you what you should do because they have no earthly idea the passion the energy the the absolute sheer just dragging you towards it that that dream is doing to you they don't know that so whatever advice that they're going to give you i can promise you that it's going to be well below expectations and it is going to cause you to go down a track that you don't want to go on it's going to cause you to stay stuck where you're at, what your dead-end job, if that's where you're at, or doing nothing, or, or whatever the case might be. It's going to cause you to stay put right there. And, you know, I this kind of second part here, this really hit me. And this guy said, I don't even know who the guy was, and, and i got to do a little bit of research to see who it is, but he said, every single day we wake up, all we get is a chance and a choice. And I think we need to start putting a little bit more focus on the choices that we're making. And what choices are you guys making? Are you making choices that are getting you one step closer to your goal every single day? Or are you running in the opposite direction as fast as you can? Are you bullshitting, just talking, oh, I'm chasing, I want to chase dreams and passions. I want to die. I want to, I want to be millionaires. I want to flip an NFT. Do you really? Are you doing everything in your past? I talk about NFTs all the fucking time, but it's because I am in the world. 
I spend every waking moment I have either on that or on sports gambling or some other entrepreneurial venture. And it's because I've, that's how I can talk about it like I can talk about it. And that's what it takes. If you want to chase a dream or chase a passion, you have to go after that thing like you're trying to cure brain cancer, my friend. Anything less is not good enough. And if you think that you can get by and achieve that dream or goal with anything less, you're sorely mistaken, my friend, and you're just going to be spinning the wheels for your entire life, and you're never going to actually get there. So that's kind of, uh, in a nutshell, um, what I wanted to kind of talk about today uh, as far as the, the first kind of preliminary perspectives behind it. But there was one final little part um, here that was a totally different perspective, and this was a total, totally different video and he was talking about my focus is too critical. And when you're chasing a dream or a passion, you are going to have to be focused. And so focused as to where it's going to put you in a lonely, desolate, scary place, far away from a lot of people. And Max can attest to this, people just don't understand it. And thank God that me and Max got each other walking down this path because far and few people don't understand the dreams that you see. Far and few people don't understand the passions that you're chasing after. And again, their thoughts and opinions are not going to be what you need to hear. Now back to it, my focus is too critical. It's too critical to you being successful. And he went on to talk about you have an alarm on your house because you care so much about the stuff inside. You have an alarm on your car because you care so much. Shit, you have a lock on your phone because you care so much about the stuff inside of it but yet your focus is unguarded. Yet you could give a damn about your focus and where it is directed and who you are surrounding yourselves with. And he furthered it to say, now, you don't have to have anything to hang around me. And, and I firmly believe that. You can be a peon or the king of the world to hang around me. But you got to have something you're focused on to hang around me because distracted people attract distracted people. They just keep distracting people. And if you want to be distracted and just keep building to it, go right on ahead. Sit on over there. Go, go, go over there and have fun with all of them. Because we'll be over here staying focused and being attentive to our dreams and our passions and what we need to be doing right here, right now. So I challenge you to don't be afraid to separate from certain people who might be distracting you from your dreams, dreams, your passions, because sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes that last little chain holding you back is that relationship that you just can't seem to let go of, but you know it's not the right one for you. But I digress. That is what it is. I wanted to give a little bit of perspective, some perspective I hadn't gave, given before and uh, kind of all-encompassing some stuff I, I had uh, was reading, listened to, watching last night and uh, kind of formulated my own words. So I hope I gave you some rabbit holes to go down Give you some thoughts, some stuff to start chasing your own dreams and your own passion because, my friends, I'm telling you, it is the most liberating thing on the world. And you start to see just how, and I hate to say it like this, just how miserable everybody else is. Just how miserable everybody else is. Open your eyes. Become happy. Become joyful. If you feel anxious, if you feel depressed, it's because you're putting on a mask. It's because you're putting on a front. Jim Carrey said this. If you feel depressed, it's because your body needs deep rest from the front you are putting on. Stop putting on that front. St step away and go chase your dreams and your passions. Be who you were meant to be. Attached to that pole and let the fucking tether cord rip you on along. 
I digress, my friends. I can tell you these things because I'm active in the process of it, and it is one of the most liberating and best things I've ever done in my entire life. And I highly suggest you do it too. Go chase your dreams and passions, my friends. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff, my man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you as per usual and your feedback. Uh, hopefully that gave y'all out there some, uh, some a little bit of fire underneath to get after those uh, dreams and passions here today. So there you go. There you have it. Okay, uh, anything uh, we skipped over, partner? I uh, know we always talk about, hey, we need some bombshells right at the end of the show, and we seem to never be getting them, but uh, anything else there for you, partner? Mm, no bombshells today. Antonio, round to the Ravens, question mark? No, hard no. Probably not. But, no, uh, you know, doubt it, but that would else? be interesting. I don't know. Lamar Jackson has a way of uh, working on the old mushy-gushy heart of old old Jim, Johnny Harbaugh, or Jimmy Harbaugh. Which one is it? John. It is John. Okay, I don't. I, I got to figure out a way. Oh, John NFL, NFL John N Jim M College. Jim's football. khakis, dude. Just Jim and his khakis. Dude. Jim and khaki. That, that that there's no correlation there for me. I need a little. I need a. I need a John N NFL. John is in the NFL. Uh-huh. Bang. I'm good. I'm good to go. All right. Jim uh, there you go. There you have it. Now you guys know who's uh, who's in the NFL, who's in the college football world of the Harbaugh brothers. And now you know all of our best bets. You know all of the special plays today. You got them recapped. The money line dice roll. All of our mag sidebar our banter. Some daily leans. A little bit of uh, news and announcements. Money line di- or uh, motivation minutes. Almost said money line dice twice. Motivation minutes. And now it's time to wrap up the only way we know how. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. We can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out, get some picks, get some insights, some analysis, and most importantly, get some good vibes because we all need a little bit more here in this world. We hope we can provide you guys that uh, little bit of a brief mental vacation every time you decide to stop by and uh, share your hard-earned energy and time with us. For that, we are eternally grateful. Your likes, your shares, your comments, your follows, your retweets, your subscriptions, everything all in between. We see it, we see you, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Once again, have an absolutely terrific rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans, and lock in all of our best bets of the day so you can stay right alongside with us at the end of every single show. Let's cash some tickets.